to the Double Double. My name is David Dixon, and it's Thursday, July 22nd, and we have an NBA champion for the 2020-2021 season. It was a long season after a very short offseason, battling through, playing through a pandemic, all the different protocols, stoppages, everything that came along with it. Crowned a champion on Tuesday night, the Milwaukee Bucks are NBA champions for the first time in almost 50 years since Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Oscar Robertson were on the team. The Bucks were victorious on Tuesday night, 105-98, to clinching the series at home in front of their home fans. It was an epic uh, performance by Giannis. It was a sloppy game to begin with, but as the players settled in, uh, it was a back-and-forth game, almost the opposite of Game 5 in Phoenix where the Bucks came out to a big lead in, in the first quarter and the Suns came roaring back in the second quarter. That was the reverse of what happened in Game 5 where the Suns had the lead and then the Bucks came back. The Suns had the lead at the half. They were up by two points at halftime, but the Bucks came back in the second half with an epic performance, an epic third quarter from Giannis. Uh, just an unbelievable game overall by him. But he had 17 points in the first quarter. In the third quarter alone, he had 20 points, 6 for 10 from the field. He made it 3. Most importantly, 7 for 7 from the free throw line. He finished the game with 50 points. 50 points in a finals clinching game, 14 rebounds, two assists, five blocks, and most crucially, and most crucially of all, 17 for 19 from the free throw line. That's basically 90% uh, from a guy who his biggest Achilles heel is his free throw shooting. He stepped up in a massive, massive way, knocking down his free throws when they mattered the most in game six. And there's only so much to say about this Giannis performance. I mean, it is one of the all-time greatest NBA games, one of the best finals games uh, played by a player. He is a superstar. I've talked on this podcast. He is a transcendent player. Um, he's a player that we'll be talking about for decades to come. And he is at the top of the mountain. He has now won an NBA championship. He's a two-time MVP, defensive player of the year, a five-time All-Star. He has made five All-NBA teams, four All-Defense teams. He even won an All-Star game MVP. And now he is a champion, and he is a Finals MVP as well. The number of players who have won two MVPs, a championship, and a Defensive Player of the Year award it's Michael Jordan, Hakeem Olajuwon, and Giannis. And that list, that's three players in the history of basketball. And so he is now up there with the true all-time, all-time greats. Uh, and the scary thing about it for the rest of the NBA is last uh, game six was a preview of what could happen if Giannis gets better at the free throw line, not saying he's going to become a 90% free throw shooter overnight, but the fact that he 
can score 50 points in a finals game, dominate a series physically with his skill, touch around the basket, little midway, mid-range fallaway shots, rebounding, blocking shots, he can still get so much better. How many players, listing all the accolades I just did, who can be two-time MVPs, champion, finals MVP, can you point to and say at this point here, after win, after having those four things or a defense player of the year award too, could you say he has glaring, glaring holes and weaknesses in his game, glaring areas of improvement where if he just improves his free throw shooting by 12%, where he goes from 61 to 73, that is such a huge difference. Now, now imagine if somehow he get it up to 80% in the next couple seasons. He is one of the two or three best players in the in the world. And the fact that he can still get seemingly exponentially better. He just won a championship at 26 years years old. That's your prime. You know, we talk about primes being 26 to 29 in the NBA. I am I am a little fearful of just what it could be for the entire league as Giannis enters his prime. And he's talked about how after the game, he's going to keep working really, really hard. He's worked super hard his whole career. And from a kid who came in from Greece, you know, with, with nothing back in Greece to, to where he is now, it's an incredibly heartwarming uh, story. It's an incredibly emotional, inspirational story of, Giannis and he's just going to keep getting better because he's just going to keep working hard and he's just going to keep improving his low post game his mid-range his free throws and he's just you could just see the joy on his face after he won once the buzzer sounded he got emotional but then the smiles to facetiming and instagram living with his brother who is in the COVID protocols the dancing around the court, the huge smile on his face, talking in the press conferences. You know, his press conferences, all playoffs have just been amazing. You get the, the different insights about the block and the, the great quote he had about, you know, he stays humble because when he focuses stuff on the past, that's his ego talking. When he focuses on the future and the present, that's his pride. You know, these unbelievable... He's just an unbelievable person from afar. And when you watch him, you feel so much joy and happiness for him that he won the championship. And what he said after the game was correct. He and the Milwaukee Bucks did it the hard way in the modern NBA. Giannis said he could have joined a super team. He could have joined up with two or three other stars, played his role, and won his championship. That's not how he wanted to do it. He wanted to do it for the city that believed in him, for the group of people and the fans who trusted him and believed in him from when he was an 18 year old really skinny kid from Greece who no one thought would be an MVP and he did it the hard way the Bucks did it the hard way one lottery pick on the entire roster in Brooke Lopez one lottery pick you know in comparison you think about the process in Philly, they are just trying to get as many lottery picks as possible. The Bucks had one lottery pick on this roster in Brooke Lopez, who played very well last night. But the this was about Giannis. This is the Giannis game. This is Giannis's moment. He is at the top of the mountain. And in terms of the all-time great performances I've, that I've ever seen, this game six by Giannis is in the top three. 
because it's just too early to tell what the historic ramifications of this game will be. What will happen next will impact how we remember this game because the two best games or performances I've ever seen was in the conference finals in 2012 when the Miami Heat were down 3-2 to two and LeBron went into Boston and had 45 points, 15 rebounds, 5 assists because if he loses that game, the Heat are broken up. They probably trade Chris Bosh. That's now 0-2 on championships with the Miami Heat. This idea of building super teams in free agency, who knows how that is continued, what we would think of that, you know, that type of method of team building, what we would think of LeBron if he was then 0-2 with championships by then with his failed, seemingly failing experiment in Miami. The Celtics would, would go on and play the Thunder, and that was the Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, James Harden team. If they win a championship then, who knows what happens in the Western Conference with the Thunder? Do those guys stay together? Do they pay James Harden if they win the championship to keep the team together? That's a fork-in-the-road moment for the NBA. And in 2016, Clay Thompson, Western Conference Finals, Warriors at Thunder, when he had those 10 or 11 three-pointers to basically win that win that crucial game, the Warriors down 3-2 on the road against Oklahoma City. To win that game because that was another massive, massive fork in the road moment for the NBA. If the Thunder win that game, they go on and play the the, the Cavaliers. Who knows who wins that series? But if we remember that series between the Cavs and the Warriors, who won the series, it's amazing because LeBron comes back from three to one. Well, if he wins a championship, but it's not the same, how do we remember it? If the Thunder win that series. Does LeBron, you know, what what do the Cavs do? How do we remember LeBron and his time in, in Cleveland? What trades do they try to make to, to try to get better? Then obviously, what does Kevin Durant do? If Kevin Durant makes the finals after beating the Warriors, can he? does he still go and join them again? If he wins the championship in Oklahoma, in Oklahoma City, does he stay? Or does he leave to go to the Warriors? Does he leave to go to the Celtics, the Spurs, Miami? What happens there? These those were the two biggest probably fork in the road moments of the NBA the in the in the 2010s, and now here in 2021, just an unbelievable game by Giannis. And let's see what the fork in the road moment is for this team because the Bucks have a really good chance to build on this and to win more in the coming years and have a great chance to win because fundamentally their best player Giannis, 26 years old, turning 27 at the end of 2021. He just signed his five-year Supermax last year, so they have Giannis under contract for five more seasons in his prime. Drew Holiday just signed his extension. He's 31, but his extension doesn't take him to too old. He'll be in his you know early to, to mid-30s. Chris Middleton signed his, signed his contract two seasons ago. He's 29, so he's still in that uh, edge, of, edge of his prime of his career, and he has a type of style of game that, that – seems like it would age really well but they're all young and they're all under long-term contracts and the east their top players in the east have a lot of question marks heading into this offseason and those will get resolved but heading into the offseason a lot of questions one brooklyn the health of their roster kyrie irving hasn't played basically a full season in a bunch of years kevin durant he's getting older coming off his obviously his achilles and then he's playing in the olympics so another short offseason and what you know he's battled injuries he had the hamstring injury and his like calf or sorry not not his calf his like thigh injury uh this past season he's getting older James Harden obviously doesn't have an injury history but he hurt his hamstring a couple times this this past season does the 
does the idea of those three guys with the injuries that they had the last season or two give you confidence that they'll be able to be fully, fully healthy again going forward? And I've talked before about their salary cap issues. You have to pay those three guys, and they're all max contract players, and they've also already already paid Joe Harris $72 million. So how else do they fill the roster with the salary cap concerns they have? Now, there's no issue if you just blow over the salary cap and pay the luxury tax, but to be seen. Philly, obviously, we spent time. Philly and the Ben Simmons conundrum and the question, what do they do there? Miami, are they the 2019-2020 team that made the finals, or are they the 2020-2021 team that was inconsistent throughout the season, was rightfully and probably, you know, a five or a six seed that could give a tough first round series, but probably not a threat to really win the conference. Atlanta, how for real are they? Are they a team that is still one or two years away from truly competing to make the finals, or next year are they ready to take another leap? So the Bucks have a chance with this roster to build and to win more championships in the coming years and I just am so excited to see it you know the stuff with Giannis the, the heartwarming stories being reposted about you know his history in Greece his early years in the NBA where there was one story where he would go to Western Union to, to send as much money as he possibly could that Western Union would allow him at one time back to his family in Greece but then he sent so much money back that he didn't leave enough money for himself to go get a cab you know this was before Ubers right um, to get a cab to the stadium because it was a game day. So he starts. she just starts jockeying. He starts running from the Western Union in Milwaukee to the arena. And luckily, a, a very nice uh, family picked, saw him, picked him up, and drove him to, to the arena. But those types of stories about Giannis, he, we're in this moment where we all, he just is, he just is so, so humble, so... Uh, plays with so much joy that we as fans and me personally love watching him play, and I can't wait to see what he does next. The game itself, yes, it was Giannis's game, 50 points, 14 rebounds, five blocks. It was a team effort by Milwaukee. It was a team game six. Now, you could easily say, hey, if Giannis doesn't go 17 for 19 from the free throw line, I'll probably preview in game seven tonight, and that probably is true. But Chris Middleton key shot making at the end of the game again uh brooke lopez his size and versatility defensively his size to protect the rim his versatility on offense he went on a mini 7-0 run just himself uh during uh during the i think it was either the second or the third quarter he was really good in this game Bobby Portis' shooting and just his his energy. He was six for ten in this game, two for five from three, uh, sixteen points. You know his energy, his sh- uh, shooting ability from three really just opens up the court for Giannis and these other guys on the team. Tucker's versatility on defense, being willing to just guard. Think about how many guys in the NBA would be willing to guard Chris Paul, guard Devin Booker, knowing they're going to get scored on, and just says. I'll crash the glass. Don't worry about me. I, you know, I don't need any shots. You know, he was 0 for 1 from from 3, but a guy who could finish a finals game with 0 points and still be plus 13 is pretty amazing and he just adds a lot of versatility, a lot of stuff where when you watch the games, he adds a lot more to the team. Those intangibles, those things that don't end up in the box score than if you just look at the box score after the game. And then 
Tucker Versilia and Pat Connaughton, you know, felt like he felt the moment a little bit. He was 0 for 4 from 3, 0 for 2 from the free throw line, but he added eight rebounds, placed with great energy, his rebounding ability. Yes, he was a minus 21, but his rebounds all felt massive in this game. The ability also to just hey, keep switching on to Devin Booker, knowing Booker's going to try to go at him every time and still getting a good contest, making Booker take tough shots. Thought he was really good again, but there was a t- team. Giannis led it, but it was a team Bucks victory, and obviously Drew Holiday's defense struggled again from, from the field, but his defense on Chris Paul, on Devin Booker, really taking them out of the game. And even though he wasn't shooting well, nine rebounds, 11 assists, four steals, including ripping Booker a couple times. Just incredibly, incredibly impressive performance on the defensive end by Drew Holiday. And, you know, the Suns, we're going to talk about the Suns a, a little bit. You know, the Bucks defense really adjusted to them. The Suns are a good basketball team. Obviously, they made the finals. Chris Paul played a lot better in game six. 26 points, 11 for 19 from the field. Booker struggled, 8 for 22 from the field, 0 for 7 from 3. Kind of the, the Devin Booker regression game that I kind of talked about earlier about why he's an all-star. Back-end all-star, but not a superstar yet. Because he can go 40 back-to-back games, and then he can struggle shooting because he just takes so many tough shots, and and that's what the Bucks was doing. The Bucks adjusted their defense to really take away the Phoenix strength, which is passing the ball around for corner three-pointers and open threes and force them to play isolation-heavy basketball with their switches and got Booker and Chris Paul to play iso-heavy basketball, saying over the course of a seven-game series, we don't think you're both going to be able to make enough shots in the same game to to defeat us because if we just make you play ISO, that means only one guy is dribbling, only one guy is touching the ball and shooting, and the other four guys aren't involved. And so the Bucks defense gets a lot of credit for adjusting to them, forcing turnovers. You know, Devin Booker, six turnovers in game six, a lot of that holiday, just taking the ball from him, really impressive stuff. He's got to work on his uh, ball security and his handle coming up, and I think he will. He's a very good player. Struggled from three, and just you know, a below-average game from eight, and only four for twelve from the field. Unfortunately, it was a, really his first below-average game in several rounds of the playoffs. But you know, guarding Giannis is really, really, really hard. And yeah, he had five fouls, and uh, some of those probably a little tight, but. If Giannis is going to attack you every single time, this was a product of the Suns just not having enough size or trust in their size off the bench in Frank Kaminsky when Sarge went down to keep having someone on the court to protect the rim. And, you know, maybe this will show going forward with different NBA teams that having some more size on your roster can be a good thing. This is now two NBA champions in a row that have legitimate size on their team. The Lakers obviously won with lineups where LeBron, Davis, Howard, McGee, uh, legit size this year. Bucks, Lopez, Portis. Obviously Giannis is huge, but he's you know kind of just a player. He's not really <laughs> have a position, but the Bucks could play Bobby Portis to- 22 minutes, 23 minutes, and Lopez 26 minutes, you know, and play fives on the court. Maybe come a going forward, It'll see if player if teams feel like they can play with a little more size. Um, for Phoenix, obviously, really disappointing for Chris Paul. Still searching for that elusive NBA championship. He will be back 
Uh, there's already talk with him. He has a player option. He has one of the most intriguing offseason decisions to make. Does he opt in? Does he opt out and try to re-sign with Phoenix on a longer-term deal? He has a lot of interest from around the league. The Lakers already being rumored to be interested in in Chris Paul, um, play with LeBron and Davis, you know, other teams. You have to imagine Philly would be interested, Miami, Dallas. Uh, I don't think it makes too much sense in Dallas, but those types of teams are all going to be interested. The, the Knicks, um, he's got a really interesting offseason. That will kind of determine where the Suns go from here because they have two really good young players in Devin Booker and, and DeAndre Ayton, but the veteran presence of Chris Paul could not be under or overstated uh, on them this season. And so they have a big decision to make of whether or not they give him the three-year deal that the Lakers probably would. And so that's part of free agency is in free agency. You almost have to overpay everyone by 10 to 20% because it's free agency. You have to outbid other teams. So if the Suns are willing to, to pay 20% more for Chris Paul, than they would like and keep them. They have a great chance to make another run in, in the Western Conference next season. But if they don't, uh, Chris Ball is one of the most intriguing off seasons uh, in terms of the landscape of the NBA for the 2020, 2021, 2020, 2022 season. So uh, that'll do it for this episode of the Double Double. The Bucks are NBA champions. Want to reiterate that the Giannis game. Such a great performance, but that's going to do it for this episode. That's going to do it for our uh, playoff podcast. Obviously, as the playoffs are now over, we're going to do some more draft stuff and get ready for the NBA draft coming up, and then uh, and then who knows, but it's been great talking NBA playoff basketball with everyone, and thanks for listening. That'll do it for this episode of The Double Double. If you like this podcast, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast, where you can subscribe, rate, and review. Five stars would be much, much appreciated. You can also follow us on Twitter at DBL underscore DBL podcast. We'll be back uh, hopefully this weekend. Take care and make it a great day.